Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Pull up a Bloody Mary, a mimosa, or some prune juice. Does he have some magic in him? Knicks drops back. And get a serving of Blazers, Ducks, Beavers, and other hot menu items. Underneath! Touchdown, Ducks! Wow! This is Sports Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher. Oh! Off the upright! And good! He kissed it in! On the Odyssey app and 1080. All these things are true. I wouldn't lie. I, I don't lie to you guys, baby. The fan. Hour two of two Sports Sunday, our final sports month words. Let's try that again. Hour two of two Sports Sunday, our final Sports Sunday of the year before we jump into Football Sunday officially. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for football. Uh, after watching the USC game yesterday, I'm like, okay, it's really here. Like, here we go. Um, right now, I'm watching some high school football. It's like... Number 21, Good Counsel against number 18, St. Edward. Not sure where either of these schools are, but I'm assuming somewhere back east, uh, Maryland versus Ohio. Uh, uh, oh, speaking of Ohio football and Ohio or, or just high school football in general, Rashad, if you have Max, and if you don't, I'll just give you my login because you need to go I watch this. I do have this. Max. Okay, uh, BS High, the new uh, documentary that just came out on the Bishop Sycamore whole scandal when they played IMG Academy on ESPN a couple of years ago. Remember, just basically a collection of kids uh, at a quote-unquote school that was fake put together by, I think the guy's name was Roy Johnson, okay. uh, the head coach that essentially was selling these kids a lie, another chance at, you know, to get to college, but was just a con man. And, and how that was put together, and it actually has the coach himself um, kind of talking about, you know, different different points of the scandal and admitting how much of a liar he is but then at the same time you know trying to skate over his bad actions as well i, I mean it, it is fascinating huh. it, it is just the worst of human behavior and i mean i've always kind of had the opinion with sports and i know i don't want to get too far into the weeds here but the opinion with sports and developmental sports that there's just too much there's too many things out there that right. aren't well supported enough because it's just not possible to have you know, seven NFL like minor league leagues. You, you just right. don't have the money or the interest for that. So instead, there's these fringe teams. There's, you know, minor league teams that thankfully MLB just got rid of like 50 of them. You know, a lot of opportunities for kids that are probably never going to get to the pros, unfortunately. And this documentary does a really good job of laying out not only 
the scam aspect of it, but the aspect of the true victims in this. And, okay. and you know, the players. And it's called what now? Uh, it's called BS High, Bishop BS Sycamore. Hall. So okay. BS High. It is so good. I, I think it came out this week, and I sat down. I could not. It was like an hour and a half long, and I, I just could not stop the whole time. It's like, all right, I, right through, and I'm going to go watch it again. Wow. So. Okay. BS High, man. Make sure you check that out on Max. On said. Max, yes, okay. sir. Okay. That's what's up, man. No, I definitely got to check that out. I'm always good for a for a, a great documentary, and especially about sports and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, well, can I get some NFL music? Uh, let's get some NFL music here for you, brother. Hold on, just surprise a me. Give me something good. Uh, I just got to find another system. Hold on, we're getting there. And Pay no attention to the to man the, behind the curtain. There we go. But, man, we're going to go ahead and start with our AFC West preview. And so I guess there it is. There it is. So um, go ahead and start with that. Um, We're going to go ahead and start with the team that I, I think most of us feel like is going to be the worst team in the AFC West. And that is the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, great stadium. Allegiant Stadium is an awesome place to go. Um but the Raiders have some real, some real issues. Um, they've they made a lot of desperate attempts to cash in on Derek's car, Derek Carr's prime, for whatever reason. Um, they got Devonte Adams and a great year for Devonte Adams for the most part, but Derek Carr not so much. Um, you know they they signed Chandler Jones. There were certain things to try to put in place to make sure the Raiders could be great. It just didn't work. And now you swap Carr for Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, who I have some faith in. I think Garoppolo can win you some games. Is he going to give you 300 yards and, and four touchdowns a game? Probably not, but he can definitely give you uh, some production or some wins at least, if nothing else. Um, but they still have a big issue on defense. To me, the only bright spot they have on defense uh, was Max Crosby. You know, And if you're being honest, the brightest spot about the Raiders is their wide receiver room. You know, you throw in Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers and Hunter Renfro and, uh, you know, and Michael Mayer is supposed to be a, a nice replacement for Darren Waller, who's gone now. So overall, I just still think Vegas is the, the worst team in that division that has a bunch of studs, you know, for the most part. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say the Raiders are going to finish the season four and 13 and Caleb Williams is going to be the first pick of the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, their quarterback. Interesting to see how Jimmy handles uh, the tutelage of Josh McDaniel, who just a year ago was on the hot seat, but kind of revealed that the Raiders are stuck with Josh McDaniels as their head coach because they paid John Gruden so effing much with a 10-year deal that they can't get out of the contract and afford to pay a new head coach at the same time as paying Josh McDaniel and John Gruden. So mm -hmm. they're stuck with those guys. They've got a cheaper, I would say, second-tier quarterback in the NFL right now. Yeah, Garoppolo's probably a placeholder. I'm interested to see, you said Crosby on the defense. I want to see Trevon Morig, a kid from TCU, have a breakout season um, at free safety for them. Didn't have any picks in 22, so I'm kind of hopeful that maybe some of their deep coverage on the D can improve, and we'll see a step up from Vegas. But I, I, I'm not 
really predicting that will happen. I'm just hopeful. So I'll go like maybe six wins. That's okay. a tough division. That's fair. Yeah. But I would say six and eleven. Get they're not outside get, of the conference. Outside yeah, of the division. They're just not going to get anywhere. Okay. Unfortunately, that is, that is a really tough. With the Broncos question marks as we're going to get to, and the two other teams at the top, man. Woo-wee. So I'll they tell you what, man. We're places. we're uh, let's get back on time. So we're oh, going to take a break. That, yeah. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to finish the rest of the AFC West, and then we're going to get into your, well, most of your NFC West. That's coming up next, right here, Sports Sunday on the Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to Sports Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Just like that, we're back on the clock. We're good now. So it's magic. We just talked about the Oakland, or excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders, which I'm pretty sure wish they were still in Oakland because it's probably why Vegas is going to suck for a while. It's just they, too though? much. To, there's just too much to do in Vegas. That Coliseum, Rashad, is. They so... just needed another stadium, but <laughs> that Coliseum in Oakland, man, that you got rats and cats running mm-hmm. around. Well, from one of the worst, you know, coliseums historically to one of the best, you know, historically Mile High Stadium, Ooh. where the Denver horses they still play, play Mile High. I don't know. I don't think they do. I think no, they it's somewhere different. I want that. They should only play at Mile High though. Mile High is just a cool name for obvious reasons, but we won't, you know, Jeez. get into it. But it's um, empower, empower Field at Mile High. Boo! It's still Mile High. It's still still that to me, damn it. But um. Okay, to be fair, if you're a Denver fan, you know, this this year is really intriguing for you. You know, it's it's a kind of it's almost as intriguing as the start of last year. Um, and last year was frustrating for obvious reasons, right? If you're a Bronco fan, Russell Wilson experiment didn't go the way they wanted it to. Um, fans outside of Seattle or in Seattle kind of rejoiced because Russ didn't have the season that he wanted to. But um, this year is different. Sean Payton is calling the plays now, and not Nathaniel Hackett. Um, we heard what uh, Sean Payton had to say about uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Shots fired. And it wasn't complimentary. Um, it wasn't great. Sean Payton kind of came off as a bit of an a-hole and I think had a lot of blowback from 
you know, a lot of people just about, you know, his uh, criticism of Nathaniel Hackett. And a lot of that wasn't his fault. You know, um, there were some closing issues that they had for Denver last year. How about this, man? Um, last year, the Broncos lost 12 games, but three of those were in overtime. And so they were 0-3 in overtime. Uh, and they had two more losses that were by a single point, right? So okay. there's five uh, losses right there. Um, and then they lost to, when they lost to the Chiefs twice, they lost by a, comp- a combined nine points. You know, so and they they did lose their running back early this season with Javante right. Williams going down with that uh, ACL injury. So, so so it's not like they were you know guns a blazing after game two. They they were immediately crippled. And, and you got to think how how much different are things going to be with Sean Payton um, that has had a, a successful career in coaching a quarterback that kind of reminds him of Russell Wilson and the great Drew Brees, right? So Hall of Famer, soon to be Hall of Famer Drew Brees. Yeah. Um, but uh. Overall, I, I think it's going to be a – I think they can correct a lot of those mistakes last year because a lot of it was mental mistakes. Russell Wilson not really trusting his role as the leader, his team not really rallying around Russ when they really needed to. Um, I think they're going to see how much of a winner Russ really is. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Broncos go uh, anywhere between 9-8, and 10-7. and seven. I think that's a good record for the Broncos this year. We'll see what Sean Payton can do with Russell Wilson. He's already had a lot of success in the NFL. Can he have a curtain call? Can he have another five-year run, you know, kind of like uh, a Michael Vick later in his career where right. the, 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 the talent Jets. is still there, but, you know, the body just uh, is just been beaten up and the, the kind of quarterback Russell Wilson is and the way that he was used – I think you can put a little bit more on Nathaniel Hackett than uh, you are, Rashad, because those close losses for teams, I, I I hear what you're saying, you know, when it comes down to the end, when it comes down to oh, one Oh, I thought point, Sean Payton was right. I'm just saying, like, him actually coming out and saying it is not something you hear a lot of coaches do. Oh, no, 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 and I love, as far as the coaches saying that, I, whether or not he's a media member coming to a coach now and forgetting what his job actually is, now, I don't care. I love when guys speak the truth. I hate media speak. I hate coach speak. I hate prepared quotes. But you don't like Dion. I hate that there's no, 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 no. I love Dion. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, put your money where your mouth is. And if he comes out and he goes two and ten, then what was all that talking for? And it's like I don't, I didn't watch much Jackson State football. I know everyone's like, hey, hey, Shador Sanders is a really good quarterback, and yeah, he looks all right. But let's see how he plays against Division One talent week to week. You know, not. I would say in some weeks he's got half the season's second-tier talent. You know, I digress. Back to Denver, the whole point there is, was it Russell bringing in all those extra guys? Was it Nathaniel Hackett mismanaging games? When you got so many one-point losses, when you've got so many games coming down to overtime, I am of the firm belief that there are different points of all of those games where you could have taken over. So it's kind of like coming down to the end of a season, in my opinion, Rashad, Mm -hmm. where it's like, The Mariners right now are tied with the Texas Rangers for first place in the AL West. Every single person is looking at the last 32 games of the Mariners' schedule and scrutinizing every one. What about the loss in Game 4? What about the loss in Game 10 where they gave it up in extra innings? Nobody thinks about that as at the end of the season. And we do the same things. So I hear your stat, and it's a good stat to point out, Rashad, but we've also got to think about how those games got to those points. And Nathaniel Hackett proved that he was just a mismanager, and he was not suited out for the position that he was in. You know what? He's a coordinator. He's not a head coach, and that's fine. With that being said, Sean Payton, I like his spicy comments. I'm not sure that it was just 
the staff that Russell Wilson brought in. He might be on the downswing in his career as we're talking about. Let's go 9-8 and eight for Denver. This is, a, mm-hmm. like I said, a really tough division. You've got the Chargers at the top of it. You've got the Chiefs above them. 9-8 and eight for Denver this year. Okay. Uh, you just mentioned the Chargers, man, who's the next team we'll talk about. You know, and uh, last year they had some injury issues, um, some coaching concerns, I guess you can say. Kind of not as not as bad as maybe a Denver coaching concerns, but there de- were definitely some. Um, they had a, some six-point, I think a six-point dif- uh, loss differential when they played against the Chiefs. Really competitive games, but the beating the Chiefs is really the, the benchmark of your division and uh you know they they weren't able to do that but they're interesting they got their expensive quarterback the quarterback he's got his money you know and uh oregon alumni justin herbert and this team looks just as loaded as they did last year um they got one of the best the league's best young quarterbacks at the helm you know they've got mike williams and keenan allen who you know are great and they're and if they're not reliable enough you know you throw in uh, the first round pick, Quentin, uh, oh, Quentin Johnston, that they just picked up. So that's a, a lot, a lot happening for them over there. And then, you know, you forget that you have um, a guy like Joey Bosa. You just wonder if he can stay healthy. Um, can can C, uh, can excuse me? Can J C Jackson kind of bounce back from from last season for him? Like uh, a lot of questions on the defense that have to be answered. But for the most part, um, I do think that. Uh, they they fixed their offensive line issues, so those are kind of a thing of the past now. They even went out and drafted a couple rookies just to uh, to kind of shore that up. But um, overall, I think it should be another great season for this uh, for this Charger squad. I'm going to go ahead and say they get 11 wins, man, 11 and six. Yeah, this is really coming down. Uh, we were just talking about coaching uh, mismanagement. How can Brandon Staley do with the offense and Kellen Moore under his tutelage right. this year? as opposed to how they were working in previous uh, previous iterations. The former offensive coordinator just did not want to let Herbert go. They ran the ball a little too much. A lot of people, national pundits, say that the Chargers were a bit too conservative. If Justin Herbert is allowed to open it up under Kellen Moore this year, frankly, somebody that if Brandon Staley does struggle, I think Kellen Moore is probably just going to be elevated to the head coach position in, in Los Angeles here in the next couple of years because they're absolutely loaded. There's no way that they should struggle and get anything less than like 11 wins. Uh, Eckler came back despite wanting a trade. The addition of uh, Johnston with right. Gerald Everett at the tight end position still, who was a sneaky go-to guy for Herbert. You talked about their squad. Yeah, they they are just loaded. And remember, they added Khalil Mack last year in 2022 on the defensive side, came in, man, along with Bosa, along with Derwin James and Asante Samuel And now it's just a matter of health. Exactly. Can they stay healthy all season? If they can at least stay healthy for at least the back, the last 13 games of the season, I think they've got a great shot of being a, a, a Super Bowl contender. You know, they've got the talent. Can they close tight games in the end? But uh, I got him eleven wins. What do you got him at? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twelve wins because I love Herbert. 12, I know that they're. Pro- I still think they're gonna lose twice to Kansas City this year. Unfortunately, just too good with Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and company. So, twelve and five for Justin Herbert and Los Angeles Chargers Vendors. And the final team in the AFC West is the defending Super Bowl champion, the fat the Patrick Mahomes led Kansas mm. City Chiefs. What Damn, more can you say about the Chiefs? They are just Patrick Mahomes, and if, after watching quarterbacks, yeah. um, I've earned just so much more respect for him and his work ethic and just his spirit 
on the field. It's like Brett Favre-esque. Like, he just loves to play football and loves to compete. Um, there's some questions at wide receiver, though. You know, like, I think that's the biggest uh, the biggest case, um, worst case scenario. They play without Chris Jones, you know, and the pass rush is a major concern. I think there are some issues there outside of Patrick Mahomes, but he just is the one that kind of keeps bringing it together. As long as you have him, you have an opportunity um, to, to win. But um, I think it's going to be fun to see how defenders like uh, George uh, Karloffis, I think I'm saying his name right, I always say it wrong, um, and Trent McDuffie, you know, fair in their second seasons and stuff like that. I think that's going to be an important part. But um, it's really just going to be business as usual for this team. Again, if as long as Patrick Mahomes and um, their offensive line and, to me, the best tight end, uh, not named Rob Gronkowski, um, to compete over the last, you know, 15 to 20 years, Travis Kelsey, um, if they can stay healthy, then I don't see any reason that the Chiefs shouldn't be right back where they were before, which is, you know, back in the in the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go ahead and see. Whenever you have the best coach, best quarterback, you have a chance. And then, like, a best tight end, receiver, whomever that is, you've got a chance to win. A good run game. I'm saying the Chiefs go 13, uh, 13 and 4. The Kansas City they're Chiefs. They're going to win their division, obviously. Even when they're down, they're not down. And that was one of the things that uh, the Netflix series quarterbacks did, really featuring a couple of the comebacks that Pat Mahomes had. I mean, three touchdowns down, two touchdowns down in the second quarter. No matter, Kansas City came back multiple times last year. They've shown that no matter where they are in a situation in the game, they can still get back to win it. And that is all because of their great quarterback in Pat Mahomes. Is he the next GOAT? Well, he's got to win like oh, five no. more Super Bowls. No, no, no. He's he's it. He's, he's he well he's he's the goat right now, but he's got to win five more Super Bowls to be considered the goat. And everybody's already heralding him as like the next Tom Brady. Okay, we got to watch it first, y'all. And and yes, he came back. You know, last season from all of these great performances while they were down. Yes, he's got amazing wide receivers. Their running backs are even loaded too. I mean, you got McKinnon, you got Pacheco, you got Edwards Hilaire. I get it. The weapons are just endless but the defense will put them into holes and i i don't know i i guess maybe he can just become tom brady and every time they're down he will lead them to a win um in 2023 though it is hard to repeat as super bowl champion in this league parody is a big thing in the nfl and for that i'll, I'll say that they've got a 13 or 14 win season let's go 14 and 3 for the kansas city chiefs there it goes. 14 and 3. 14 and 3 for the Kansas City Chiefs. So we got the Chiefs winning the division. We've got the wait, the Chargers coming in second. Yep. Third place is the Broncos, and then last place is gonna be the Raiders. That's good. And we're back on time. So that's awesome. So coming up next, man, we're gonna go ahead and dive into the NFC West. Who's gonna come out from the West Coast as the leader of the pack and possibly go to the Super Bowl? We'll talk about that. But first, Schultze has sports. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You're listening to Sports Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. 10:35 Sunday, the 27th, right of August. Yeah, month my of sister's just, birthday. Is it really happy birthday? That's what's up, man. Oh, she's not listening to us, is she? Uh, no, no, okay. she's probably hungover. Okay, well, happy birthday, as you should be. You know, I mean, on the dirt, the day just before like your birthday, Joe. if you went out, any of that stuff, just like Joe. Well. We are going to jump into the NFC West, um, our favorite division here on the uh, on the fan, just because it's the home of the Seahawks, baby, and we host the Seahawks games here. And just so you know, if you are a new listener to Football Sunday, there will be some Sundays where we will not have a show. So let's say the Seahawks play at 10 a.m., right? They need a two-hour pregame for some selfish reason and because they need a two-hour pregame, that typically means we will not be on the air. So if you're looking forward to hearing this velvety baritone, unfortunately, on those days, we will not have a game. Don't blame us. Blame the Seahawks, but also enjoy the Seahawks game. That'll be right here, how only on the fence. So um, there will be some games, but there will also be some games where we might start at 8 instead of starting at 9. So be on the lookout for that wonky football Sunday schedule of ours because we want to make sure that you don't forget about us and we definitely don't forget about you um okay man here we go NFC West um let's start with the team that I think most people feel is going to be the worst team in the division and that is one the who do you think I'm talking about uh, the yuckies <laughs> the Cardinals come there on there you go Yes, the There Yankees. you go. So the Cardinals firing Cliff Kingsbury. The Cardinals are okay. It's okay. How do we start this? The Cardinals aren't a great team. Um, there was a lot of things to be said about the Cardinals as far as what they need to fix. Um, some people say it was the coach. Most people say that. A lot of people say it was the quarterback. You know, they say that Kyler Murray isn't coachable. They say that Kyler Murray. Um, doesn't really take the process seriously. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think when you're not winning games, it's easy to point at somebody's work ethic and say that's the reason why. Um, but the truth is um, they could very well be in tank mode for Caleb Williams. We don't really know uh, at this point. Um, but it's a new era. Jonathan Gannon you know, is taking over for the first season as head coach. There are some low expectations for the Cardinals. I don't really see them doing... Um, a whole bunch, you know, um, Kyler Murray's expected to start the season. However, coming off an ACL injury yeah. and, you know, um, it's likely to be frustrated on a bad team. So Caleb Williams might be the next quarterback, the franchise quarterback that we know of this um, current regime of 
Cardinals. So I'm so gonna go ahead. Soon after signing a deal for Kyler I know, Murray too. I know, man. Um, there's gonna be a a heavy dose of James Conner coming out of the backfield. We know that much. Um, man, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen between Kyler Murray and and Gannon. We'll see how that works out. But I don't really see much from this team. I'm gonna say three wins. Maybe four wins for the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm not really looking too much uh, <laughs> at anything resembling success for the 2023 season for Arizona. Kyler coming off that injury, it'll be interesting to see if he can actually even perform in the first five, six games of the season or mm-hmm. if it's going to take him some time. Because I, I haven't been paying attention to Arizona training camp, but all I know when I look on NFL Network and I see the Cardinals up is I see a lot of Colt McCoy still. I don't really see much of Kyler Murray. A lot and, of Colt McCoy. Yeah, we're not talking much about Kyler Murray. So, And we just talked about the massive deal that he got. I think that was kind of uh, used as an indicator for Lamar Jackson's deal with the 260 mil that he got. So, Kyler Murray, um, this is your year, bud. Otherwise, he's going to end up like Baker Mayfield trying to look for a team, you know, stopping at one place for six games and then re-signing in a place that needs a backup quarterback uh, to teach, you know, some kid that they just drafted in the second round. So I'm going to say Arizona, four wins. Four okay. wins in 2023. Okay. Um, moving right along, man. I like Zayvon Collins on defense. Absolutely. I must say, like, if, That's I, gonna be a good if I were a team come week six, seven, right before the trade deadline, I'd be looking at how Collins is playing all year, and it's like, ooh, I need to add that guy to my edge rushing kit. Well, well you know, there's there's the GM Jordan right there, man. Uh, here's Jordan's team, the Rams. Yeah, sounds like. We um, suck! In uh, 2022, the Rams finished with a record of 5-12. and 12. Um, Really, if they if they improve, it's just going to be because their key players stayed healthy, you know, and actually, yeah, came back from. Yeah, I mean, missing half the season. Yeah, the roster year. doesn't look really much different from last season. No. You don't have a Baker Mayfield to be the the backup QB, but um, it's going to be tough with the Rams to compete with the 49ers and with the Seahawks in this division. Um, I think it's going to be an uphill battle. Um, I don't know if they have enough depth to make it through the winter, to make it through December, if we're being real. Um, and to really grind through the playoffs and whatnot, or grind to the playoffs. Really, if, if Cooper Cup isn't right, and if if Matt Stafford isn't right, and of course if Aaron Donald isn't right up front, I just don't see this team doing a whole, whole bunch. So I'm going to go ahead and say six wins on the season for I've, the Rams. I've seen some people talking about, like, you know, if things get bad in L.A., maybe they should talk about trading Cooper Cup. And Aaron Donald come midseason. I think that is a horrible idea. You just won a Super Bowl. The whole idea of winning the Super Bowl was to mortgage all of those other draft picks, all of those other pieces to bring in a guy like Jalen Ramsey, you know, a huge need at the time in the in the secondary. Yeah, they've moved on from him, but the point was they were mortgaging these two, three years to win that Super Bowl. So, no, you don't just give up on your other main pieces during this downswing. You signed Aaron Donald long-term. You signed Cooper Cup long-term to keep them as the major pieces, hopefully for, you know, the next quarterback you're talking about tanking for Caleb Williams. You know, Matt Stafford's getting older. I know that he's still, in some respects, a top-ten quarterback in the league, but what the hell is he going to be doing with the bad neck? He's coming off a surgery again, and he's already won a Super Bowl now. What incentive does he have to play? Yes, he's a competitor. He's going to want to go out and try, you know, and show the world that he can still do it. But what incentive is he going to have when it gets really, really painful come week 8, 9, 10 this year to keep going? I don't see the Rams doing much this season. I personally think they've kind of backed off, and they're either looking at a Caleb Williams-type situation or just trying to 
trying to mortgage their their next couple of years for the future because they just won a Super Bowl. There's no way with their cap room, with their lack of talent, the running back room, Cam Akers is their top option. They got nobody. So they have no one even to take the pressure off of Matt Stafford in the running game. I say five wins again in 2023 for the Rams. Five and 12. Okay, five and 12 for the Rams. Uh, that's two teams down, two more to go. We'll wrap things up and finish our NFC West preview and our NFL predictions will be wrapped up after this commercial break right here sports sunday on the fan hey everyone boomer esiason here the nfl draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one the free odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country the local voices who know your team the best giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad it's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Sports Sunday with Rashad and Joe on Portland's Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Wrapping up our NFL predictions. Just before the season gets ready to get started. And we are already here with the team of the Northwest, baby. The Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks had a hell of a season last year. Racking up nine wins, eight losses. Geno Smith winning comeback player of the year and also securing himself uh, a nice payday. Getting that bag. Gotten getting that bag. Um is another nine-win season possible for this Seahawks team? I believe it is. Um, the defense is in good hands with Jamal Adams, Julian Love, and uh, the rookie Witherspoon. You know, in the secondary, uh, I truly think that Geno Smith has always been a good player, except he played for the Jets and he had to play for a team that just had no type of culture as far as you know trying to teach young players how to play the game and um went through a lot lived through last season um had a really impressive year i think there are a lot of naysayers that don't think geno is going to be as effective this year um but you have a dk metcalf uh you've got a tyler lockett you know which can really provide him with some some x factors that most teams don't have those are two really you have a big target they can just throw it up to and then a guy who can be a burner and you know get people you know really take a, a slant for a nice you know 40 to 60 yard touchdown um i think there's a lot to like about this seahawks squad um yeah i think they're just a step behind maybe a step behind the 49ers in this division so i'm gonna go ahead and say the seahawks go let's go ahead and say 11 and 6 on the season oh a big step up huh? yeah all right. They won nine last year. I think they're two games better than last year, so 11 and six. I like Geno. Um, I thought that they were going to have one of the best wide receiving cores in the league coming into the season until Jackson Smith and Jigba got injured. Uh, looks like he's going to be missing a few weeks. I think it was with a broken wrist that he had to have surgery on. So, yeah, he's still uh, – Geno Smith still does have a couple of weapons. I was excited, though, to see uh, what that three-headed monster at wideout would do. We're now going to have to wait till midseason at least to catch that. Interesting note, uh, addition to, to the running back room, Zach Charbonnet, that kid from UCLA. One mm -hmm. thing that Seattle's done really really well under Pete Carroll's tenure. And frankly, I think back to Mike Holmgren is get a lot out of their backup running backs and really kind of, I don't know if they set the tone in the NFL for that second running back coming in 
and adding a lot of production, you know, kind of like a Maurice Morris did behind Sean Alexander for all those years. But seems to me that behind Kenneth Walker Jr., who just a couple of years ago himself was just a young kid, you know, trying to fill the shoes of their top running back at the time who had just gotten injured. I think Charbonnet's going to add a lot. They still have DJ Dallas on their roster as well. So lots of weapons on offense. I'll say I'll I'll improve by one win. I'll say 10 wins this year. I love Gino, what he's doing. Congrats for getting his bag. And interesting selection, in my opinion, that the Seahawks went with uh, the cornerback instead of Will Richardson to go with Witherspoon over, or excuse me, Anthony Richardson. I keep doing that. It's not Will Levis. It's Anthony Richardson, damn it. And let the Colts have him. Uh, we'll see if that bodes well for their future because I don't think Gino Smith's going to be playing the same way that he has now when he's 38. No. But uh, 10 wins. 10 wins for uh, the 2023 Seahawks. And wrapping up the NFC West is what most people feel like will be the representative of the NFC in the Super Bowl, and that is the San Francisco 49ers. I'm 17-0. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, some, there's some weirdo out there that's actually saying that. Uh, but the 49ers made it all the way to the NFC Championship game, and uh, Brock Purdy uh, dealt with an elbow injury, which kept him out of the game. Must have been pretty significant because there's no way that I'm not playing in the championship game. Well, when he can't throw. When you're a quarterback that can't throw the ball, that's that's pretty significant. Well, Trey Lance is still in the NBA, or excuse me, still in the NFL, and he didn't have a problem not throwing the ball. So it's just kind of one of those things. But Brock Purdy was able to go, go for 13 touchdowns and four picks in his time as the starter. Uh, you saw some great life out of the San Francisco team. And you talk about an offense that's just stacked. Um, San Francisco just has dude after dude after dude um, to be able to, to really keep that offense more than afloat, but just completely dominating for the most part. And then on the defensive end, um, that's really where San Francisco hangs their hat. Um, that, that pass rush is amazing. You know, the linebackers are great. Like San Francisco has um, just top to bottom the best team in football. Um, but listen to this, just, just offensively, man. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon mm-hmm. Ayuk, um, and then you throw in Brock Purdy, and then just anybody else in between there. You're forgetting George get Kittle. George too. Kittle, excuse me, yeah. like the third best tight end, or excuse me, the second best tight end in the league, you know, right after Travis Kelsey at this point, man. He's really like a receiver that's playing. He reminds me a lot of young Jimmy Graham in the way that he plays uh, the tight end position. A lot of finesse, and by the time you look up, he's up and behind you, and he's catching the ball. Like, it's, it's he's different. So, this San Francisco team is set up to be almost exactly the same as last year. Um, I would say I would probably expect just maybe a bit of a step backwards only because now that people know Brock Purdy is coming, um, I don't know if he's going to catch anybody off guard at this point. There's enough film on him to know what makes him uncomfortable. So if they, I would probably say they had 13 wins last year. I'm going to say 12 wins. They're good 12 and 5 this year. Their schedule, to me, looks fairly easy. I'm not as high on, like, the New York Giants, for instance, who they play third week of the season on Thursday Night Football. I think that's a win. Uh, At L.A. week two, that's a win. Then you got an easy host against Arizona. Uh, Dallas at home might be a question, but I think... You know, that's probably a win unless unless Dak Prescott throws four touchdowns. Then at Cleveland, at Minnesota. So I see about a 12 or 13 win season for them this year. What I'm interested, though, in Brock Purdy, in my opinion, I'm not trying to knock the guy, but at this point, Mm -hmm. it's Jeremy Lin status, right? This is like Lin sanity. That's all we've seen from Brock Purdy. I want to know where the Niners are sitting week 10. You know, once we get 10 weeks into the season, once he's had a couple of these tough ones on the road, I mean, 
showing up to play Pittsburgh week one. I don't care how good or bad Pittsburgh is. That is going to be a tough situation. Mike Tomlin's going to have that D ready. It's one of the most historical places in the NFL. So I know that's going to be on Brock Purdy's mind. That's going to be a tough one. And you come mid-season to face Minnesota on the road. That's going to be a tough one as well. Of course, your battle against Seattle at the end of the season on the road. Then right after that, they go, I believe they have a, no, they don't have a bye week in between. Right after that, they go to Philadelphia on the road as well. So there's going to be some tests for Brock Purdy this year. I'll say 12 wins, just like you. Maybe a step back just because some of their late season games, their schedule doesn't look too hard, but they have some stumble potential late season and like i said i want to see where brock Purdy is 10 11 games into this year for me it's lynn sanity at this point still can it be long-term sustainable success i don't know i don't know we shall see and that's the great thing about football none of us really know What's and this is just the you know we're just all kind of guessing about what we think is going to happen so i, that's I mean the cool it's part. a dumb point rashad but like I can't throw a pass longer than 20 yards, and I could probably still move that offense with McCaffrey and Kittle and Debo Samuel, well, just if I were able to get a ball Neither could off. Garoppolo, and they were able to make it to the Super Bowl one exactly. year. So, you know, you don't really need to throw the ball for – hey, did Trent Dilfer ever have a pass over 25 yards? That's a good question. He had a, I think his face mask was longer than any pass that he yeah. threw in the so, NFL. Yeah. So, you know, you don't necessarily have to be a great, you know – quarterback sometimes to be able to win a Super Bowl. Sometimes you just have to have great players around you. So that is our NFL previews. We've wrapped them all up. We've got did you write any of those down? Probably not. Uh no, I'll get I gotta go back and listen. No, so it's my all bad. Good. I'm doing we six other really, things. It's all good. I think we all know kind of what we said. But uh yeah man, that was a that was good. I pretty much what I thought. I think we all all the teams that we figured yeah. yeah I think I think we all figure the teams at the um that we figure would be at the top of the board. There are a couple of divisions that it's it's we're not sure what to think. NFC, AFC South, you know, could really anything can happen. I think there's still going to be the Jaguars out of the AFC South. However, they could take a step back. You know, what if a, a trash team like the Colts was just all of a sudden? Oh, Anthony Richardson just right? makes the Seahawks look like an idiot for you not know? taking him. Yeah, comes out I mean, and just brings the Colts to ten. What wins if that this happens? Year? And oh, who's who's your surprise team of the year? There's always oh. one team that kind of caught everybody off guard and like, holy hell, here they are a game away from the I, AFC or NFC championship. I can't say the Lions this year because they're picked for the first time in 30 years to win their division. Um, surprise team's probably going to come out of the AFC because I just, I see, you know, like the Panthers in the NFC, you know, not excited about Bryce, Bryce Young, Atlanta, Desmond Ritter. My surprise team, that's a good pick in the Colts there. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with the New England Patriots because Thank you. I think Mac Woo. Jones this third year under Bill Belichick Bill is going to be doing whatever it takes whatever it takes to go out on a good note and, he, and he's running out of time right he's probably got two or three seasons left maybe I mean I don't know he's a little bit older than Pete Carroll but not much so I think Bill Belichick's going to be pulling out all the stops and after all that drama last year it's just going to come together in some way. So so I think the Patriots, as much as I hate to say it, are my sneakers. I pick. love to hear you say it. So it's all good. You can say it, say it as much as you want to. Um, I also think the Patriots are going to have a great season. Again, third year under Bill Belichick after playing for Nick Saban for years. I mean, hopefully, you know, some of that greatness is going to rub off some. I mean, they so won we'll games see. with Bailey Zappi under center last year. Goodness yeah. sake. So if Matt can stay healthy, if they can keep the drama down, then something can happen in New England this year. There it is. Well, there it is, folks. The last Sports Sunday of the year. 
we will get back to it sometime in the spring, but for now, we are now football Sunday. Getting ready for it. Buckle up, because it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, We will be back next Sunday uh, to review uh, Oregon's first game, Oregon State's first game. Of course, they are against San Jose State and Portland State, respectively. However, we will talk about how they did and the rest of the college football gamut as we get ready for the NFL season starts after that. So, for my guy Jordan Schultz, I'm Rashad Taylor. Joe Fish will be back next week, but thank you for sitting in with us today. We're going to holler at y'all. Peace. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.